0: Welcome back to the Grad Life podcast, everybody. Uh, great to be joined today by Brian Mulry on the podcast. So Brian is working at Google um, on the, the cloud customer team um, and focusing on the UK and Ireland. So I, I'm looking forward to digging into that. I think, you know, everyone kind of knows, knows what Google is, but not necessarily what goes on behind closed doors and, you know, what the work really entails. So um, just a little bit more about Brian. So he started at DCU. Studied abroad in Germany, which we'll, which we'll dig into as well. Um, and prior to Google, also spent time working um, at Media uh, HQ. So, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Uh, how are you doing today? Good,
1: good. Long all day, last day of the quarter. So that's a big day in sales. But uh, no, it's a, it's a good old day. Thank you for, for in, inviting me over.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, let's get right into it. Um, I want to chat a bit about your role in Google, you know, What does your job really entail? Can you, you know, walk us through maybe what your role is and and what a day in the life looks like?
1: Sure. Um, So on my LinkedIn, at the very top, it'll say like uh, Google Cloud Customer Team. Uh, That is so that the people that I'm reaching out to don't realize that I'm a salesperson. Um, (laughs) And then a little bit further down on my LinkedIn, it'll say Corporate Account Development Rep. That is another long-winded way of saying salesperson. Um, So I... Um, what's known in tech sales as either an SDR or a BDR, sales development rep, business development rep. Um, We do the very beginning of the sales process. If you think of the sales process as taking somebody who knows nothing about your product through learning all about it and then buying it and then buying it again and again and again in a renewal model, we do the beginning. Um, So what that means is we reach out to people we pick the right message for them. We research who they are, what they care about, see whether or not they need what we sell. Um, and then we reach out to them through email, phone calls, LinkedIn, whatever way we can, and uh, we try and book a meeting with somebody further down the line, um so with a with somebody who brings them further down the sales process. Um, so that's that's my job. I look after, startups and scale-ups in the UK and Ireland. Um, So I sell them Google Cloud, which pretty much is all of the magic technology in the background that technology people who know a lot more than me about tech use to do the stuff that we do every day. I suppose an example of that would be uh, uh, Spotify. Um, They need a load of databases to hold all of their all of their music. They also need um AI tools in order to understand what you're listening to and run analysis on that. Um, and then they also need a network to be able to make sure that it's always on your phone whenever you need it. Google Cloud rents all of that to them. And I have to try and sell that and book the meetings with people who understand all of that at a much more technical level. Um, so yeah, that's that's my job. My what well, a good day for me is we book a meeting um, with uh, an account exec, somebody uh, later down the line, uh, a more senior sales exec. Uh, we have that call, and everything goes well, and we bring them further down the sales process. We start showing them things to improve of concept. That's a uh, that's a good day for for me in my life.
0: Cool. Okay. So so let's go back to you're saying you're looking at startups and scale ups. Um, mm-hmm. what sort of issues do these individuals have? And you know, are you? Is this something where you find a company and you say Okay, I see this. I see this startup. I see you. You, you know, you probably have this issue, and you're approaching them saying, "I think you have this issue," um, and you roll from there. And you're kind of, you know, are you thinking on your feet in terms of trying to understand how you're going to pitch this to them based on the individual problem that the company might have?
1: Yes and no. So some companies take that approach. That's called an open book of business, where you go and you find the companies that match who you tip who you you typically buys your project your product. So for us, it's CTOs, chief technology officers. They're the ones that buy Google Cloud very stereotypically. Um, They're the ones that deal with all the technology in the company. makes sense that they deal with the tech side. Uh, I can't just go run a search and go, here's a load of really cool companies that I want to sell Google Cloud to. I actually have what's known as a closed book of business, which means somebody else has done all of that work. They've given me a list of two and a half thousand companies And I have to go walk through each of those companies and I have to go, do you want Google Cloud? Do you want Google Cloud? Do you want Google Cloud? Each one will have a different problem. So if it's fintech, they'll need um, uh, so financial technology. So Revolut, for example, is one of our customers. Uh, They will use it to detect fraud. Um, So they will need, you know, that's a big thing in banking at the moment. But then you've got the likes of Spotify. Um, You've got things like um, MedTech. So medical technology companies will need to have a lot of security. Um, And then you'll also have things like, I don't know, uh, data analysis companies. They will need a lot of data analysis tools. So I'll need to know what the company needs or have a general idea as to what the company needs in order to send a message that's relevant that somebody will respond to. Uh, but uh, I actually started off in the traditional team. So I actually started off looking after massive corporations, uh, trying to target large companies. And then it was only recently, it was only about two and a half, three months ago that I moved to the, the startup team. And, and those are
0: very, do you different find, okay, very different beasts. Okay, very different. Do you find it more enjoyable to be engaging with the smaller companies? Is it less, is it less sort of, I mean, I don't know what there is a kind of scripted approach or a kind of tailored approach that you take does that vary if there is one? You know, talking to large companies versus you know talking to small companies.
1: Yeah, there is. So, the 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 ideas are very different. Um, going to the cloud is a strategy that that chief technology officers will take. It's a it's a it's a it's a strategy that they have to get into. Large companies they will have they will be what's known as built on prem. It's the exact opposite of being in the cloud. Um, we have to convince them that one being in the cloud is a good thing then Google Cloud is the best one to be with that's that's the kind of that's kind of the process with larger companies smaller companies or startups anything born after the year 2000 is typically born in the cloud they're typically yeah that's typically where they build because it's quicker more flexible um, so we're not trying to convince them that they, that it's a good idea we're trying to convince them that Google Cloud is the best partner for that um, and it, it all requires different, I mean, there's pros and cons in each one. Um, you can you can be told no by 10 different people in a large corporation and still get through to somebody who will say yes and still get a deal uh, because there's just so many people. However, if you get one no in a small company, that's it, you're done. Um, so you have to be really careful. Um, the size of also, well, salespeople are always, always um, judge, value, judged on the amount of money that they bring into a company the the size of the deals is much bigger in larger corporations because they obviously have more money to spend um so there's there's pros and cons to it all but uh i personally prefer the smaller startup world but that's because i like to get technical quickly um however I, i'm glad i started in the large corporations because that's where i learned more about how google cloud fits in the space
0: sure. and interested just to know i mean because you compare working on a big or a small one that you know the ticket sizes of a of, that you get you know, bringing in one piece of business versus the other, are you incentivized in that way? You know, as a salesperson in a big tech company, are you incentivized um, by the amount of business that you bring in?
1: Uh, Yes, that's our target, that's our goal. Um, So that's- So you're
0: basically, you know, what you're you're taking home is gonna differ based on, so, you know, if you move from the big companies, bringing in the big books to working with small companies, Is
1: there any difference in terms of, you know, how you're incentivized? Um, me, no, there is a difference in the targets. So every salesperson works off of two sets of targets. Um, at least, or at least our commission, our, our pay is broken up into two basic pay and commission and the percentage, we could be a 50, 50 split 90, 10, whatever, um, but there's always a commission element to it. That's part of our job. Um, and going from a large, from selling into large companies to selling to small companies, a lot of companies have two targets that they have to hit, the number of meetings you book and the value of pipeline that you generate through those meetings. Um, and then it will be weighted differently per company. So a, on a more traditional company, you might be looking at a higher value of the deal, um however in a smaller company it's easier to book more deals because you get to the ceo sure. much quicker yeah um yeah. so personally my targets have not changed from both i just have to i have i i get less deals in traditional but higher value when i get more deals in in startups but um uh, less value so I, it's just a just a balancing act um however most companies actually break it up so they will break their their sales functions into into um these are the SDRs for the SMB sector. These are SDRs for enterprise. These are SDRs for, for large companies, and they will break it up by company size, by customers. So that you, as an, so me as an SDR now, I only target smaller companies. Mm. Um, I just happen to move from team to team. But if I hadn't, if I hadn't moved teams, I'd still just be targeting large companies, not knowing any different.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. So we're we are we're getting straight into the into the nuts and bolts. Let's let's scale back for a second and think, okay, you know, how does it work? You join this big tech company, um, you're going into sales. Are you, you know, when you when your first day in the door, are you given training, development? You know, how does that work from day one?
1: Absolutely. Yes, of course. Um they, they can't just give you a phone and go, hey, make some calls. <laughs> um so there are two aspects of every sales training. Uh, there's product knowledge and sales training. Um, product knowledge is very important. Pe- it's very important for someone like myself in a highly technical job uh, or highly technical product that we sell, but it's not the most important part of it. Um, the most important part is the sort of sales skills and understanding that. Um, and what you'll find is tech companies like to give you a load of product knowledge and then say, here go. And then slightly more, let's say companies that, that have a longer, or more, more established sales function, they will give you more sales training than technical. Um, I got about a 75-25 split. 75% of it was technical because we just, it was just so much that we had to know. Yeah. Um, and then 25% was sales training. I ended up taking on additional sales training Then afterwards um and that's one of the reasons I've been able to hit my targets more consistently one of the things I will say I was one of the youngest people on my team starting like I was one of the youngest people coming in um so the other guys already had a lot of the sales training just as experience um so it was okay but I would uh, I I partic- I in particular had to go out and seek extra training um, just just for myself to be able to get the processes down
0: okay okay cool so if we strip back again and we're looking at the company overall. So talk to us about, you know, working in Google, you know, you've obviously had work experience before this. How important mm. is culture to you? You know, what did you look for when you're looking for the culture in, in the company? And, you know, you mentioned training and development, and I suppose that kind of stems into culture as well, but um, talk to us a bit about, you know, how, you know, the teams work, etc.
1: Um, so culture is massive. Everyone's kind of, everyone's lovely. <laughs> I wish I could say something else, but I'm yet to meet somebody internally that I haven't, you know, gelled with. Um, but I suppose your question is like, how did I, I mean, there aren't many 23 year olds, or I was 22 at the time, there aren't many 22 year olds who are going to not take the offer to go to Google. It wasn't necessarily that I went, hmm, I wonder where I'm going to go. Um, I, I kind of fell in a little bit in that I wasn't expecting to get in the way that I got in, um, but...
0: Talk to us about that.
1: So, there's two kinds of employees in in Google. 52% of Google is not Google. Uh, it's a thing called TVC, uh, Temp Vendor Contractor. Um, they're hired by external companies um, and Google paid that that extra company. So, for example, the name on my paycheck is a company called T-Tech. When I came in, it was in the middle of a pandemic and Google ran a hiring freeze. You couldn't hire anybody, but they needed additional people for this project, for this for this uh, cloud project in this in this area. They needed sales developers. So instead of going through the process of hiring directly, they hired T tech to hire. So my manager is a T tech manager who works in, and 52% of Google is in this sphere. No, way. and it works really well in both ways. Yeah, it works really well both ways in that that's really the only difference between myself, well, obviously the amount on the paycheck as well. Uh, but between myself and a and a normal Googler per se, Um, I've access to all the same systems. Everyone that I work with is hired directly by Google. It's all the same way. Um, So it's really good for someone like myself to be able to get my foot in the door like that. Google also do not then have to pay me as much. Um, And also they don't have to pay employers taxes. They don't have to give me stock. They don't have to give me the benefits. That's that's T-Tech's job. T-Tech does all of that. So they get an employee for cheaper and I get all of this opportunity um, and it works out really well. Uh, so there will be a number of, every. anytime you go looking at anybody and I imagine, I mean, I've seen it be done in the likes of mass, like large corporations do this all the time. Half of Facebook's not Facebook. So Microsoft, and it, you'll you'll just see it on the thing. It will be, so mine, for example, it will say, uh, Google, and then after Google, it would just say the word T-Tech afterwards. Uh, some of my colleagues have to have powered by T-Tech afterwards. You'll see other ones. Um, a lot of people that work in Facebook are actually hired by Accenture. Um, so it's like things like that. It's, it's, it's called white labeling. Um, and it's uh, it makes life easier for everyone. So I got into T-Tech. However, and elements of that were Google hiring processes so that they needed to know that I was a good culture fit, even if I wasn't being hired directly by.
0: Wow, right. That's so interesting. I, I, I actually didn't mm. know that. And 52% is, is such a high split. So if, you know, you're obviously not working in the office, but if it was normal times, would you still be working in the same offices as the rest of your team and everything like that?
1: Yeah, kind of. Um, so typically, <clears throat> typically what happens is vendors, your contractors, TVCs, will have like buildings, Google buildings dedicated directly to, to them. Now most of my the most of the guys that I work with are actually based out in London. Um so that's mm-hmm. that's their market, that's their patch, so they're out there. Um and then we provide support from over here. Um but yeah, it's it's Google, how do I say this? It's it's, it's Google owned offices. It's sure. it's it, like it is Google offices, it's just not the exact same one as y'all get in Gran- like Grand Canal and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, and how did you then so when you were go when looking for a job, was it how was it advertised like how did you find that uh, was that a different process to what it might have been if it was straight through google
1: yeah well the straight through google one is very 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 grueling uh, mm-hmm. that is a long process um and it's only being in it that i can now see how long it takes people to get into Google. like
0: mm.
1: we have headcount coming in um not on our team but on the, the team that i support we have people coming in in the month of april um, and they've kind of been vetted for about a year, so they've been doing all their work. And they could, they could, they could be, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get called. Hey, look, we know you've passed the process. We have a job open. Do you want to take it? Um, so it's, it's <laughs> like Google is a hard place to work with. <laughs> However, what one of the perks of my side of what I can do now is it's almost like applying from within. So the guys that I would be that would be holding the interviews of people that I work with every day now. Doesn't necessarily give me an edge, doesn't necessarily do anything like that, uh, or at least doesn't necessarily factor into the hiring decision. You still have to go through the same process as everybody else if you want to move from a vendor into, into Google. Um, but you, you, you'd you like to think that you're a little bit more, um, you're a little bit more equipped for it. Sure. Um,
0: so Are yeah, you- that- yeah, that is a that is a that is a really roundabout process. I
1: will preface. None of this is proprietary knowledge. Like it's all it's all out there online. If you Google, if you Google Google <laughs> TBC, uh, you I haven't given away, You're any, any, away, given away anything. are <laughs> not giving <laughs> away secrets here. Mister, when the Google lawyers are watching this, I've said nothing. I promise.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when you were, you know, you you decided to apply for this job um how did you decide to go down this route I mean and this will take us into kind of you know what you studied maybe and and what your background was but how did you get to the point of applying for this job and know that it was what you wanted to do
1: I got in here fully by accident <laughs> and I can like and that is an that is a hard thing to say but like i'll tell you exactly what happened i graduated in may 2020 and i spent i don't know a couple of months looking for work the world the wrong time to go looking for work because See. the world was mm-hmm. doing and nobody was nobody knew if their company was going to exist in three months so they just weren't hiring anymore and any recruiters i called uh they were like look come back to me in october um and i was like mm, but it's may now and i'm 22 and i want to work so let's start talking um so i had a company that i was working that i was talking to for about seven weeks based out in germany fall through um so that ended up falling through and about two weeks after that fell through i got an in-mail on linkedin from from a recruiter and i had been rejected or not heard back from so many companies i had looked at it and i and it was like account development rep in the dark market German and I was like okay fine now I speak German but I didn't want to sell in German it's a it's it's a culture shock and it's a language barrier and whilst I have German because I studied that in college whilst I have German I I didn't think that I had it well enough in order to be able to you know sell it fluently every day yeah but I just went okay fine look let's give it a go and then they, we had a call and the call was all through english and they told me about it they said that it was google cloud and i was like okay this is interesting um we talked a little bit more about it and then i did a language test and i passed the language test and then i got to the interview sorry the language test by the way for anyone who needs to do it it's a phone call that's it that's all it was it was a phone call we had a lovely conversation uh, it, it, it turns out it's one of my colleagues i didn't know that beforehand but it mm-hmm. just needed a test that i spoke um and then um, we got to the interview. We we're chatting to the interview, and they went, "Oh, there's spaces open up in the UK market. Would you rather work in the UK?" And I went, "Yes, please." And they went, "You realize it's more money, or sorry, you realize it's less money?" And I was like, "I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> like less money to not speak in German all day is fine." So I went in for, I I went in for like a job interview in the German market in T Tech. And now on my LinkedIn, it's like UKI. Uh, I'm I'm the team lead for the UK um, in the in the startup space for uh, Google Cloud, and I'm like, these two things don't mix. Um, <laughs> the jump, so jump, <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't expect it, you know. Um, uh, so like the there, I'm, I'm somebody who came up, I'm I'm from Galway, I'm from the west of Ireland, I came up to Dublin with no connections, Uh, I don't have anybody in big tech companies, or any of the big four, or anything like that, I don't have anybody that I can ask, Ireland is full of nepotism, it's a great way to be, it works, Uh, but uh, I, it just didn't work for me, Um, so I tried to get talking to as many people as possible, I had, I was talking to people in Salesforce, um, I was talking to people in HubSpot, Microsoft. I just tried to get talking as much as possible. And the more I sat in the space, the more I understood what I wanted. Um, and then this thing came along and it ticked all the boxes and I, I just took it. I just ran with it and I went, okay, this, I'm going to do this. My, it's not perfect. Uh and sorry, this was before I, this was like the German, this is when I thought it was German. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not perfect, but it's as... As somebody who wants to get into the tech sales, which is mostly about experience and personality, I know I have the personality. I need the experience, so I uh, I went in to grab it, and then things just worked out.
0: That's so interesting that you took the approach of just networking and to understand how different companies are working. I mean, was that was that? How did you go about that? Did you literally find people working in different companies, send them a message, say, "Can I ask you a few questions"?
1: I, I actually put it out on linkedin and people came to me because they will do it like people will be, like people were like hey i saw you need help let's help that is one of the things like say uh, a lot of the sales job is helping people it's helping people through the buyer process we have a thing in it called qualification whereby if i'm looking for ctos in the fintech space and you are the chief financial officer of a multi multinational corporation we don't fit i will qualify you out um because i want to help the people that i can help Mm. so salespeople like to help salespeople Um, so if you if you ask like if you're looking at a company uh take uh, take salesforce for example great great sales organization the bda program is fantastic um that is that is a great place to start a sales career if you can get in sales salesforce is like sales school just Mm -hmm. go looking for them type, put in brand like, BDA, Salesforce, and just ping them on, on LinkedIn. Just go, hey, I'm looking to apply to this. Can we have a conversation? 90% will go yes, and the 10% that tell you no, they're not going to say no. They're going to say not now. I am I do not have the time. Come back to me in X amount of time. Yeah.
0: Um, That's uh, so interesting. It, I, feel, it, I feel that you use LinkedIn really well. Um, I know you put up a post kind of recently as well, just talking about, like, managing workload and realizing that something's uh for a defined period of time to, in order to be able to really go at it full force um talk a little bit about that because i think i don't think many people use linkedin in that way and i think it's really powerful
1: linkedin is the only profession is, is the only social network that will get you a job <laughs> like so use it like that um like all you have to do all you've got to do like people want to hear what young people think on linkedin and i'm a testament to that now. Um, so I just throw my opinions out there. At the beginning, I've got like one like, two likes. Now I'm on thirty like. That's fine. That's grand. It's not for them. It's kind of for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out my CV a couple of different times. I I just made it known what I was looking for and what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Um, and the right people gravitated towards it. If you're if you're looking for things on LinkedIn, the, the what I will what I will say is one connect with the people that you want to be like. So, like, connect with them because they'll fill you with with the right thoughts. And the second thing that I will uh, that I will say about LinkedIn is sound like you. Like, don't put a. I am delighted to announce that I have been accepted as the ten thousand person <laughs> into this program. I cannot wait. Like, unless you really want to go down the road of corporate world, like, unless you really want to go down the corporate world of I hate my job. That kind of stuff, and you know that kind of you. Uh, as per my last email, being the most passive-aggressive thing you ever say, just <laughs> make it sound like you. You know, just just sound like yourself.
0: It's so people true. Even grab- if you are trying to go towards the the corporate like route, it just gets lost in an absolute sea. I mean, like even if you were trying to, you know, put out that formal way, no one is going to really be attracted to it because it's just the same as absolutely everything else.
1: There is a number of people on LinkedIn that just. That will just like put up like, uh, and I I I was one of them, and in some ways I still am. Like you know, you post when you get a new job, you post when uh, you're looking for jobs, and you post when you either pass exams or graduate. Um, and all that time in the middle is what people want to hear about. Um, if you're having a if you're having a bad day, talk about why. Throw in a little bit of reflection into it. Um, do not put that thoughts question mark or agree at the question mark at the end. <laughs> There's, a guy on, there's this guy on TikTok who trolls LinkedIn. He just uh, he just puts up these like really sarcastic posts. Um, if you can go find him, go find him. I don't know what what his name is. So that's a project for anybody. Um, but uh, yeah, LinkedIn is LinkedIn is a good tool. It just takes time. It's not something where you where you put it up once and then you get your job. Consistently start putting out your thoughts, and the right people will come to you. And mm-hmm. if you're in college right now, start doing it now because you're planting seeds for May and June. Mm. uh also not about it's not all about grad programs um like that's not like that's great if you want to go into law consultancy any of those you know really te- really technical ones or really specific jobs tech sales um is a there is no grad program for tech sales there's there's like most graves and there's um one the the company that owns canberries they'll they'll do sales but that's that's field sales and that's that's going to die um so tech sales you just start off as an sdr sales development rep and you if, and unfortunately many of the time you will start in a company that does not have a good culture and will try and work the absolute most out of you um um there are i if i say them on this it'll be slanderous but a um uh message me on linkedin or any other social media and i will tell you the ones to avoid if you're watching this or listening to it um because there are some that are that will like after a year they will make you pay for your seat in the office um mm. which is awful uh, it is just mm. the worst
0: do you think that you knew when you were in college do you think you had a good picture of what the different careers were or do you feel like you were kind of scrambling around with a blindfold on in terms of understanding what was actually out there? Um, I mean, you studied you study, um, international business in German, so broad, you know, there's not necessarily like, it's not like law where you're going in a really specific route. Um, and I suppose it's similar to lots of them, lots of courses in that, you literally could go any direction. Um, did you feel like that?
1: Absolutely. And that was one of the things that I needed to do. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I got was from a graduate sales recruiter in the UK. I was, I was toying with the idea of moving to the UK and uh, I, had, uh, I had three, I had taken the advice and I had three titles on the top of my CV, it was like the titles that I wanted to get mm. and it had sales and marketing graduate and he was like well which one is it and I go what what do you mean sales and marketing and he's like no there's the sales function and there's the marketing function mm. if you apply to marketing with this they're gonna, they're gonna think you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you apply to sales, it, they're going to think you don't know what you're talking about. So pick one. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, OK. Um, and I wasn't sure because I, I I, had done marketing operations in the background uh, for, um, for a startup that used to work in, Media HQ. So I was like, I can do marketing. I could do a marketing job. And the hardest thing was getting as focused as possible. Like, the more this is going to be this is easy for me to say now that I'm the other side of it. If, if you're trying, if you're really broad, like I was international business with German and the marketing focus, but I could have gone into finance. Like I could have gone into, into the law, into the legal side of, of business. If I wanted to, I could have gone into investor relations. Um, you just pick one thing. So just like, just pick one. It doesn't have to be the right one. Just the one that you go, yeah, okay. I, I could do that for six months. Um, and then do it for six months. Like, just get the job. Um, so if you want to start in sales, go sales development rep. Start talking to salespeople. If you want to do marketing, marketing executives. Start looking for marketing jobs and marketing people. Um, finance, the exact same. But also finance is massive. Uh, so what aspect of finance do you want to go into? Um, and, like, if if the answer is all of it or you, I can do all of it, start talking to people in different areas and just pick one. because. If you're like me, so for example, I'm very happy where I am, but I want to move on to the next role in sales, which is the, the account executive role, the person who closes the deals. I know that now that I'm in it. So I'm happy where I'm at right now because I'm building up some skills, but it's not where I'm going to be. But if I wanted to move into marketing, you do that from the SDR position. You go further down the funnel and you start writing content or or doing out like spreadsheets. Um, If I wanted to go into product, if I wanted to start making products, um, like designing customer dashboards, um, you can do that having started in sales and understanding the customers. Um, Again, product, back end or front end, and even both of those branch off into a thousand different pieces, pick one, pick like, I'm going to design icons on the front end of like i'm gonna design the the little the little buttons that we, that we that we pick i'm gonna design those and then get into it and hate it for two months and go nah not this and then start looking around with all the extra experience you'll know where where to go um it's very easy for me to say that because to me it's <laughs> not wasting like it's not wasting it doesn't feel like wasting time
0: mm. and
1: it's not wasting time once you're in it but it can look like wasting time
0: mm. before
1: you get into it. um Oh, what yeah. a rant
0: there! No, I I, I can't even remember where, where we were going with this, but I mean that is so valuable. I, I always ahead. think I, I always think that you know, like it is so difficult to know when I say like you know going around like you have a blindfold on. When I, in retrospectively, I'm like you know, how, the you know, how are you supposed to know what all the options were at the time? It's so difficult to even, you know, you do college, you, you choose your college course, but how do you even know that that's what you, you love? Like you could have loved a different course. Or you could have lo- loved like many different jobs. It's so, it's difficult, but I actually it's think, I think that your advice to just say, pick one, go for it, try it. It's really the only way to, to understand other than listening to this podcast. It's the only way to really understand it. like <laughs> what, what the options are. Um, but listen, I do want to ask you because it's my it's my favorite question to ask everyone before, before I wrap up. Um, What, you know, it doesn't have to be anything related to sales at your job, but, you know, what book would you recommend to people? What podcasts do you listen to? I suppose maybe a little glimpse into it, what your outside of work life is maybe, or maybe you're work, work, work and you like to listen to work podcasts. I don't know, but one of the other.
1: Damn it. You've just caught me in something. So podcast i listen to is called um make it happen mondays it's john barrows it's a sales podcast uh <laughs> I, I i'm an affiliate for his sales training course so oh, cool. uh like, if anybody needs sales training talk to me um but uh so i listen to that that's the one i listen to the most um one book so there is a piece that I, of advice that i will give on it was unasked for but <laughs> the 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 only way to develop professionally is to develop personally uh like if you if you develop yourself personally that will bleed into the professional side however if you just focus on the professional bit you're it's not going to bleed anywhere else you know um so i do a lot of self development and um my favorite book i don't know if you can see it in the background it's called never split the difference by chris Voss. it's about negotiations he's a uh, FBI negotiator turned yeah. uh, business negotiator. Uh, fantastic book that you can just bring into absolutely every aspect of life. Um, one of the things that, one of the other ones that I will say, uh, damn it. So there's a, there's, a, there's a guy who writes books called Mark Manson. Um, really interesting sort of life coach type guy um he's he he wrote he wrote a book called the subtle Art of never giving of, of not giving a fuck oh,
0: yeah. um
1: great great book great book i i read it after a breakup and it changed my life uh, <laughs> like it's fantastic but there's another book that he wrote that's less well known and there's, there's a reason it's less well known is it's actually a relationship book for guys now bear with me here it's not one of those like the game type things it's not these like oh pick up women stuff Um, it's not one of those but it's it's a relationship book for guys um, but what I like about it is it has all of these aspects of healthy relationships that bleed into other aspects of life so my my favorite piece of advice from that is a is is an idea called polarization whereby you be as you as possible um, regardless as to what uh, comes out at you from other aspects of life um and people will automatically polarize themselves so they'll either go i like this or i won't uh but the worst place they can be is on the fence um so then you've got all these people that you know like you and you've got all the people that you know that you don't like you and then you manage that relationship as is um and that bleeds into every aspect of life relationships you be as you as possible and you find someone who likes you uh finances or even career i won't go into finances but like career you you like you double down on what you're good at and not where the money is and then the money will come later on um and sooner than you think um you know other aspect like any other aspect of life that that polarization piece even in sales that's what we that's the qualification bit that we talked about you be Mm -hmm. as you as possible will either like it or they won't but that's a good thing because you only want to talk to people that will buy later on down the process instead of selling instead of
0: Mm -hmm. buying gives you the opportunity I to can... find the real fit to find real fit as opposed to never really knowing if it's a fit or not because you're not fully leaning into what is you about yourself wow i really like yeah. that I don't know if it's tailored for uh, me wondering. if it's for men but it sounds like a great book
1: See, i don't see i i did i i've obviously read it through the eyes of a guy uh through the eyes of a, of a man and at the beginning he in the in the beginning of the book he's like this is for guys but I get the feeling there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom. I just don't know if they'll translate to the other fifty percent of the population. Uh, in the message, the message, the message is great. I don't know if the medium will be perfect for fifty percent. But uh,
0: maybe, maybe I'll um, maybe I'll give it a go, and I'll, I'll give you my feedback, and we'll do we'll do part two. We'll discuss we'll discuss whether it's universally applicable.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll have to read it again now. Um, well
0: there you go that's it they're two great or maybe three even book recommendations there um honestly a fountain a fountain of knowledge and wisdom thank you so much for coming on the podcast i i feel like i've taken a lot away from this conversation uh i'd say everyone else will definitely be taking a lot away from it too
1: one of the things i'll say um i if anybody wants to start a career in sales must know what that's like in tech sales just reach out to me. I do this stuff all the time. I talk to a lot of people in final year or just after final year uh, in college who are looking at it, want to know more about it. These conversations sometimes take two hours. Um, don't worry, I won't always take two hours of your time. But uh, if if it's something that you might be interested in looking at, we'll have a conversation and I'll put you in the right direction. Um, my name is spelled out here, but if you're listening to it, it's Brian Mullery, B-R-Y-A-N-M-U-L-R-Y any 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 social media linkedin preferably but that's just of that's what i look at
0: first brilliant brilliant I, i'd say you'll, you'll be getting a few floods of of, of messages I mean, into you really, um, legend thanks so much brian great to chat to you no. and and thanks for coming on the podcast
1: no worries thank you for this i'll chat with you soon